For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher. My co-host today is Grace Duffy. This is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We bring you the expert opinions about the relevant social media news and how it impacts you, the marketer. On today's show, we're going to discuss Twitter announcing new publishing tools, a beta program for upcoming features, and much more. And our special guest, obviously, since we're talking Twitter, is Madeline Sklar. By the way, this show is brought to you by Social Media Marketing World, the mega conference designed to inspire and empower you. Social Media Marketing World 2019 sales end today. Go to smmw19.com to get your ticket. Did you know we have a tweet chat every Wednesday? It's at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. The hashtag is SME chat. We'd love to see you there. And we do an Alexa news briefing, if you didn't know. You can find that at socialmediaexaminer.com slash Alexa to enable that skill. All right, let's get into the show. We're talking Twitter. We're talking Twitter with Madeline Sklar. Madeline Sklar obviously then means that she is the Twitter marketing expert, and she hosts the Twitter Smarter Tweet Chat, which brings in hundreds of people in the active discussion on whatever the topic is that week. She's been a speaker at Social Media Marketing World, by the way, for 2016, 17, 18, and now in a matter of weeks, 2019. Welcome to the show, Madeline. Hey, Eric. Hey, Grace. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited about Social Media Marketing World. Four years. This will be my fourth year. I'm excited. Yes. Were you there before then, before being a speaker? No, no. And I'd always heard about it. It was one of those things like, I got to go, I got to go. And then finally in 2016, I went. Yeah. So there you go. Awesome. (laughs) So uh, we've got a whole lot of Twitter news here. And uh, it was funny. Twitter was announcing things either during or at, correct me if I'm wrong, Grace, during or at CES. It Uh, was at CES. At CES. Yes, they announced a ton of things at CES last week, which was I don't really typically cool. uh, think I hear of social media or social networks announcing things at CES. Usually it's like hardware stuff, right? That yeah, seemed a little weird to me. I don't know. Cars or something. Yeah, right. it was really interesting that they were there and not only there, but all over CES. <laughs> yes. Oh, I said that kind of plays into the announcement that they had at CES about events and and content. So, yeah. So we've got a couple of different announcements here. Why don't you, Grace? Why don't you run down through them because you're so good at it. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. <laughs> so uh, Twitter announced an enhanced uh, audience analytics tool for content marketers and a new dashboard for helping track events. So last week at CES, uh, Twitter announced these two tools for publishers to help them better understand what sort of content is resonating with readers and also um, how to help 
publishers and uh, event organizers and brands track events. So, yeah. So, so, so <laughs> when, when I first saw this, when I first saw the announcement of Twitter announces advanced tools for publishers, I, I don't know what your reaction was, Madeline, but my first one was, oh, cool, new ways to post content on Twitter in tweets. But it turns out it's not a, it is a tool for publishers, but it's not a tool for publishing, although it is indirectly. It, it's all analytics instead. What do you think of this? Like, I was looking for yeah. cool publishing stuff. They are giving us analytics. But you know what? As I looked at what they were saying they were going to give us in the analytics, I was like, this might not be so bad. So Right. Well, it sounds like <laughs> it's going to be some some new publishing tools as well. But yeah, these this new analytics, I think, is time for Twitter to do this. You know, I feel like they need to catch up with some of these things. So they're trying to make Twitter a, a better experience for everyone. And this is really when they talk about publishers, they're talking about the advertisers, the people that are spending money and they're getting plenty of revenue from, from advertisers. So they want to provide some better tools to make this easier. So I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, when we talk about these, these audience analytics, let's, that's a tongue twister, audience analytics, audience analytics. When we talk about the audience analytics tools specifically, um, what kind of tools are we talking about here? And, and did any of them jump out at you as like really exciting and really useful for a marketer? I think so. They, you know, in all these articles that are out there about this, there's like this screenshot that's been going around that shows like a sample of what this could look like. There's like an events dashboard and an insights and analytics. And it looks like something that's going to be really helpful for us. I mean, it's still in the early stages. Um, it, it's not available for us to to really you look at and utilize right now, but they're really surrounding this around events. So trying to make this so that when you're putting events out, it's easier for you to put out. And it's also easier for people to find them. They're, they're going to experiment with all these new things of, of pinning things to the top. And this example is CES where you could put on your Twitter next to your name that you're at CES. So then when you're posting things, it makes more sense to people. So like when we're at social media marketing world, it would make more sense when people are reading some of our tweets when they see at the top, Madeline is at social media marketing world. I love that. I mean, this, this yeah. feels like something that's kind of semi integrated into Facebook. I mean, you have to kind of select it when you're posting something on Facebook and say, so as is at social media marketing world 2019, but right. then you have your text and everything, but to be able to auto turn that on when you're, you know, in a tweet flurry throughout the day for these different events, <laughs> I love, I actually really love this idea. I would love to be able to turn this on for our conference. Yeah, I think it's going to be really cool. So I hope we have it by then. That would be really awesome. And, you know, another thing we're going to be talking about uh, today as part of this is some of these beta programs, they're starting to help see what do people want and let's give people what they want. So for those of you that want an edit button, who knows, that might come sooner than we all think because they really, <laughs> really want to listen to us. That's awesome. I, I have some choice words to say when we get into that. So uh, <laughs> to that, to that specific beta program, it looks like the analytics dashboard and they, and Twitter was very careful in saying that this is an early concept. So they were hedging their words that uh, we don't know when this is going to come out, hopefully by the time our yeah. conference comes around. But uh, they said that audience analytics dashboard will be available, you know, where you see their regular analytics and insights, but the Events dashboard, they are the events tabs. They're really wanting to put that everywhere. They're saying that um, 
it'll be pinned to the top of a timeline. They're looking at putting it in Explore, possibly through search. So they definitely want to get more conversation around live events and things like CS, things like social media marketing world. But how can we use it for something like a tweet chat, Madeline? Well, I think there could be interesting ways of utilizing it. So when you're saying what you're doing or where you're at, when you're on a Twitter chat for an hour, I think that is perfect for us to put on there because then it lets people, because, you know, like a lot of people will put at the beginning of a chat, hey, high tweet alert, you know, I'm going to yes. be tweeting a lot during this hour. And because you get people that come to a Twitter profile and they're like, whoa, what's going on here? So I really think something like this will be really helpful that you just could like, I'm hoping it's just a flip in the switch, right? Something or, or like mm -hmm. on Facebook where you just, you know, put in what exactly you're doing. And that I think will help a lot. They're trying to make things easier for people, especially new users. They want new users to come on and not go, what's going on here? You know? Yeah. Well, and, and I mentioned uh, earlier that again, when I first saw the word publishing or publishers, that I thought that it was about actual publishing of tweets actual tweeting, tweeting better. But then I said, well, it's kind of indirectly uh, related to that because the analytics, uh, as they say, and I'm going to try and quote them here, they say that uh, the, the goal for this analytics, this audience analytics dashboard here is uh, that they're going to come out with is that it's going to allow publishers to better optimize what they produce and make it better. In other words, so they'll be able to see, you know, you'll be able to see uh, on Twitter who's reading and engaging with your content, um, when they're viewing it and what content is working best. And so I think that's really something that Facebook has had in terms of in Facebook insights for a long time. And Twitter's got Twitter analytics already. But I think this is a really good beefing up of those analytics. Big enhancement is what I, is how I view it. And it's going to be great because we do have analytics they're not great. They're not bad. I mean, they're, they're okay. -ish. okay. They could they're be okay -ish. better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ish. I love it. All right. You said it. Okay. Ish. I love it. That's I'm going to start saying that now. Um, <laughs> it could be a lot better. And again, they just want to have a great experience for people so that they'll enjoy using the platform. So I think this is big. I think this would be great for us to have. So I'm excited. Yeah. All right. So let's move into this next thing. They had announced this a while ago and they have, uh, well, what's the timeline here, Grace? Help me sort this out. Basically, I'm talking with the the new beta program where that Madeline you mentioned earlier, and this idea that people are going to be able to get into a Twitter beta program and test out new features ahead of time and actually give feedback back to Twitter directly. But not only Twitter directly, but to talk about those other talk about those features with other beta testers. That's exciting. Yeah. So it's like a separate app that's for these testers to test and talk to each other, like you're saying, Eric. So I think that's gonna be cool. Absolutely. Well, they teased this out at the at the um around October. And I think we had you we, we had you on the show at the time, Adeline, yes. where they were talking about conversation starters and the status updates yep. on top of profiles, which we were saying was similar to like Facebook questions or even a Facebook status update, really. And then this last this past week, they announced this new beta program. Um they announced it also at CES, actually, where, like you said, a group of users will be selected to test these um these new features, they're up and coming. So they kind of <laughs> describe them as being like these, these features that are half baked, like they're almost ready to go, but they need to get some more feedback or see how it works. And so participants are actually encouraged to take screenshots of it, discuss what they're seeing with even their own people. So even if you're not in the beta program, you'll we'll still be seeing a lot of these if you're following people oh, that are. that's a great right? point. 
Great so point. they, yeah, and they are encouraging people to like get people to talk about it and come back to this app and tell us what you really think. And some of the features that they outlined were color coded replies, which differentiate between the original poster and then um, and then responses from people you follow and then responses from people you don't follow to help you better track. Um, the other thing was algorithmically sorted replies, which is the same sort of thing that. Um, would apply the same system to how they look at tweets, but it would rank, I guess, responses. But I don't know, that might be a little harder, but their rationalization behind it was that. Well, we've seen something similar to that on right. Facebook comments. So yes. if you think in terms of, uh, oh, I forget what the comments are. There's, there's, um, there's chronological, there's something else. There's a, there's a, a tweak, there's a setting in the comments mm -hmm. on a Facebook post. And it's, it, there's a dirt, there's a way to rank it almost algorithmically. It's not quite said that way, but it's similar. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, um, then they're looking at the removal of engagement buttons to streamline the look of replies for users so that you don't get caught up in the hearts and what's saved and what's not and all that. And so you can yeah. just, the focus is on conversation. And then of course, uh, part of this will be the conversation starters and those icebreakers that we talked about earlier. Let's the three of us pretend we're in the beta program. What do we think of these things so far that they that they're testing? Oh, and then there's then there's all, the one that you didn't that you mentioned earlier that's not listed here, which everybody says, which is the edit button. Yes. Um, first of all, <laughs> they're they're only going to for this beta program. They're only going to have a few thousand people. So, um, so I think the odds of any of us getting into this program are going to be <laughs> pretty slim. But I'm going to tell you guys right now, I will push my way. I will knock you guys down because I want to be in this program. I'm already thinking like, who should I contact over there? It's like, I want to be in this program. I've had the, um, they've been doing a beta for months and months of the new layout that I've had. I know they're letting more people have access to it now. They're rolling it out a little bit slowly now. Um, but yeah, I would love to be in on this, this new beta because I think it's awesome that they want to hear from the public and get their thoughts. And what's interesting with this beta is that they're not having people sign NDA. So like what you were saying, Grace, that we'll see people taking screenshots and sharing this, they are encouraging it. So there's no non-disclosure, like the people that are betas, they're gonna get to freely share this experience. So we will definitely be seeing some screenshots and, and get some ideas of what's going on. But I'm excited about these color-coded replies, I think is really cool. I think that could be a great way to differentiate different tweets, especially you know when we're all on Twitter chats. I mean, how hard is it to sometimes go back to a chat and go through the oh. notifications and there's just so much going on. So if it was color coded and they're saying that what what they're looking at possibly doing um, is color coding the difference between someone you follow and someone you don't. And that could be really helpful when you're looking at replies. So that's, that's that. really interesting. Um, yeah. and, and like you were saying, Grace, about the algorithmic sorted responses, that sounds really interesting. I think that could be a really cool feature. So it'd be interesting to see, do these beta testers like it? Because they're really going to listen to these testers. And then the one I'm really excited about, and I'm surprised I'm going to say this, but removing um, the hearts and other engagement. Um, and, and at first I thought, because remember y'all had me on a few months ago and Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter was saying, I want to get rid of hearts. And we're all like, oh no, we got to have ability to like something or heart something. Um, yeah. But what it sounds like they want to do is just move it out of the way. So when you're looking at tweets, it is more streamlined, it's easier to view. And then if you want to see it, you tap on 
that particular tweet. And then you'll have the ability to like it, to retweet it, to do everything. I think that could be really cool. Huh. Okay. Uh, that, yeah. And that's news to me because I just thought, oh, getting rid of hearts. And I'm like, dude, I, I want to be like, able to like a tweet and not bombard that person with replies, you know? Well, if I, I can know, suggest something, it just it sounds like given everything and looking at it from way above, uh, it sounds like they're trying to cut through all the noise and all the, the, the fire hosing tweets and get it back to conversations on Twitter. Don't you agree, Madeline? I absolutely do. And with, with them saying algorithmic replies as a possibility, mm -hmm. think of how cool that could be when you're going through your replies and getting to all the more important good ones first and then dealing with the others later. But having the ability to go back and forth, just like now, we can go back and forth between the chronological tweets in our timeline versus the algorithmic. So these all sound really great. I like that they're listening to everybody and they want to know what the people want. So, and I think that edit, I have a feeling the edit button is just not being listed, but I bet you <laughs> that because they've, they've, they've hinted. And what did I see? Yes. Did they like give any hints on that? Grace? No, yeah. I didn't see any. They, they, they always mention because everyone always says, I don't want that. I want the edit button. So I think it's there. I think we're just like, edit. Edit. <laughs> they, they already know they're going to get a lot of feedback on that one is, is basically my take. So they're just not even mentioning it because they don't want people to rush to try to get in. They know people are going to rush. They, they know that this is like uh, Black Friday for Madeline and she's going to be, you know, pushing people out of the way. So, yeah, yep, for yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, but wait, there's more. There's still lots more Twitter news. Tweet deck. I was super surprised to find earlier this week when I checked my Mac uh, app updates from the Mac app store, that TweetDeck showed up. And I know for a fact there has not been, and I tried to dig and I couldn't specifically find it, but I know it's been years since there's been a Mac TweetDeck update for a long time. So right. Madeline, do you are you using TweetDeck? And then we got a bunch of other stuff about TweetDeck, like the updates that came in it which is crazy. Yeah. I am using it a little bit more now than I used to. I've always been a Hootsuite fan. And so TweetDeck mm. was not something I really used very much, but for Twitter chats, I always relied on tweetchat.com and it no longer works. It doesn't function. So I'm starting to do what, what a lot of my colleagues do during chats and they utilize TweetDeck and it works pretty well for that. I actually did it for the first time on my Twitter Smarter Chat yesterday. And uh, it's a great tool. You know, it's owned by Twitter. So you know that you're going to get good functionality when you're using it because it's not a third-party tool. Yeah, they bought it in no oh, i'm not gonna even take a guess but it was it's been like 10 years yeah almost yeah, 10 years yeah, something yeah. like that they bought it, had it and they they killed off the mobile version which was kind of which was actually great i remember it being awesome that was when it was yellow not blue um yeah and uh the but the tweet deck it's it like i said mac os got an update i don't know about windows but i do know that the web version which is what i think you're referring to uh, tweetdeck.com that also is getting some of these updates and uh, I know that uh, for example when I do our tweet chat SME chat at Wednesdays um, I use tweetdeck Jen Cole's using tweetdeck a lot of us are using tweetdeck so because you can have different columns up and, and I mean again not to make comparisons here but tweet uh, Hootsuite also does some of that stuff and anyway. they're very similar yeah but but there's tweet there's, there's literal tweetdeck updates in terms of being able to schedule tweets um with video and multiple images this is this is cool 
Yeah, they're catching up because these third-party tools allow you to do this. You know, Hootsuite's had this ability for a long time. Buffer, you can do multiple images. So I think they felt like, hey, we better catch up to the pack because, you know, I think Twitter is really trying to position itself where they've got great features and and they want you to utilize their tool, TweetDeck. So yeah, I, I was, I'm pretty excited about it. So your option is when it comes to the media, you can do a video or you can do images and you can have up to four. If you just go into Twitter directly, either on mobile or on a desktop, you, you've had the ability for a long time now to do up to four photos. So I like that with TweetDeck now, you're able to do that as well. So it's a great feature update. Yeah. Absolutely. And and again, this is this is a native solution. It's a Twitter-owned solution yep. for scheduling video and scheduling tweets with multiple images. Something that a lot of people aren't aware of being um one, even an option that's owned by Twitter, but two, now this is this is adding on to their functionality. Some people I, I guarantee you, some people are gonna question what they're paying for some of their third-party tools moving forward. That's right. That's right. Good point. So, I love that, Eric. That's what they're yeah. hoping for, right? <laughs> uh, that's what, yep, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure. So, uh, and then Twitter is ending support for grid-style embedded collections. I never really used these. To, Madeline, have you used these? I, I did a long time ago. It was just kind of a cool thing where you could take tweets and, and have it show up in a grid style on, on your uh, Twitter and it was neat. Nobody used it. I don't think anybody knew about it, but you could do it through TweetDeck. So they're going to stop support for it. I'm not surprised. Listen, they stopped support for Twitter Moments. Y'all had me come on and talk about that a few yeah. months ago. There, what, from what I can see, it looks like they're trying to cut away from the stuff that just doesn't work or that people are not interested in. It's almost like they just want to make this a lean machine, right? They're just cutting the fat out. They're just trying to get rid of things that nobody's interested in or use and let's just focus on what's more important. And I think that's great. So, you know, I, I'm not worried about this. I think more, I think you're going to have more people go, what was that? What was collecting? <laughs> so it's important to note that people that did use these, they are going to end support on February 8th of this year. So anytime, anywhere that you have these grid things, grid photos embedded, it'll render as a timeline. So if you have them somewhere, figure it out, you know, I guess, like figure out how you want it formatted again. Yeah. Yeah. And if you need Very to go cool. looking for them, go to your advanced search and uh, be easy to find. Yep. All right. Let's talk about the sparkle button. It's, it's coming to Android. It's been on iOS for how many weeks now? I don't know. Like, a while. Oh, it's been yeah. a while. Yeah. I, I haven't really been, I've used it a little. And then I kind of said, I don't know that I really can tell the difference or care, which means I've kind of mm -hmm. adopted the algorithm. What about you guys? I haven't seen it yet, so maybe it's just rolling out slowly. I, I don't think I would be invited to the beta program. I'd probably be like the Zeta program. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't get the feature, but that's okay. Uh, there has always been, um, I guess since always, always since September of last year, there was uh, a way that you could revert back to a chronological timeline on Android devices, but it took several steps. Like you had to go here and here and here, and now there's just the button. So it's there. Cool. Yeah. And same yeah. thing for, you know, a browser when you're doing it on the browser. We've had the ability to do this for quite a while. You just had to go into it or even on mobile, you had to go through all these steps. Whereas right. now it's a one tap when you're on the home screen. And I think that is awesome. It looks like 
all iOS has finally gotten it. It's rolled out to everybody. But it's great to see that Android, that, you know, they didn't forget about you guys. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Look for the little sparkle button. It's a little sparkle icon in the top right-hand corner when you log into your Twitter. I was going to say, apparently Twitter is ranking Android users lower algorithmically. Okay. (laughs) I I thought that was a personal dig to me. I don't know. No, I was just saying, like, in general, that's what it's, you know, hey, if we're ranking things, they're ranking (laughs) who got what first. So there you go. So, (laughs) All right. Uh, I do want to remind you, this show is brought to you by Social Media Marketing World 2019. You can find out more at smmw19.com. We've just been talking about Twitter. And I, again, I'm going to remind you again, we have a tweet chat every week. We've had one every week for months and months. So it's every Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. The hashtag is SMEchat. We would love to see you there. We typically talk about and dig in deeper to a lot of these topics that we're talking about on this show. And then we have guests. And actually, next week, our guest is Madeline. So if you want to keep talking about Twitter news and things like that, join us. Madeline will be there. And who knows? Something else might roll out before then. So yeah, you, know. yes. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, she might have made her way to that beta program. And just <laughs> about it. Well, I, and, right. and I want to say, I hope you get it. I I would love to get in. It's more likely you'll get in. When you get in, you'll be our inside person and be able to share. Absolutely. All the cool, cool stuff. Oh my so gosh. It will be. Well, I can already say I already have an inside track right now to somebody over in the media studio, Twitter media studio, which I've talked about before with you guys. And I even taught it to the society members about a year and a half ago. And uh, I see Leslie Samuel got here. Leslie was, you know, was uh, uh, our host for that when I gave that presentation and he was completely blown away by media studio. And so I actually now have an inside track with them and I'm trying to work with them to make sure that it's a, a feature that more people can have access to yeah a lot of people explain let's let's take one brief tangential second here to explain what twitter media studio is because i think a lot of people still don't know it exists or what it does yeah so every time you tweet and there's a piece of media whether it's an image a video a gif anything like that it is stored into what's called twitter media studio and you can access this right now through the ads platform uh, they have rolled it out to some people but not everybody so you can look at for it by going uh, to your browsers browser only and at the top right when you see the little pull down menu your little, your little picture you click on the pull down menu and right below analytics if you have it it'll say media studio if you don't have it then go get into the ads platform and you don't have to actually advertise you know little known fact years ago analytics were in the ads platform if you wanted yes. to access your twitter analytics you had to sign up for an ads account and uh i'm glad they did away with that because that that was a little frustrating but you know the big thing is you don't have to use ads to access it. You just have to be in the ads platform. And if you're not currently in the ads platform, you just go to ads.twitter.com and you have to put a credit card on file, but it doesn't mean you're going to use it. So don't be afraid. Don't let that deter you. Put a credit card on file and just know you do not have to 
buy ads, but you'll now have access to the media studio. And so the, the great thing about media studio is once you get into there, the big thing I love about it is I can put metadata on my videos and that is yes. huge. So when I'm promoting something, I, I've been using it to promote social media marketing world. Y'all have that great promo video. So I upload the video into media studio. And then every time I want to tweet it out, like it's already set, I don't have to keep uploading it. And I can put it a title and a description that will go into the tweet. So not the regular part of the tweet. That'll always be at the top. You'll have your video underneath. And below that, you can have a bolded headline and a description. And then on top of that, you can have a call to action. So when I'm doing the video, and this is a great way to, to promote the conference, is put a link to the conference as the call to action. So when people are watching the video, they can click on it and it will take them wherever you want to take them. So for me, being that I'm an affiliate, I'm a speaker for the conference, but I'm also an affiliate, I have my affiliate link in there. And so when people are watching the video, if they click on the link, it takes them to the conference and they can learn more about it. They can sign up, but it also is doing it through my affiliate link. So I think there's just so many great ways we can utilize Media Studio, but first you got to get yourself access to it. So right now, the best way I know, if you don't currently have it, is to sign up for the ads platform. Another thing to consider is this text and this metadata. It's kind of like Twitter cards, basically. It's all yes. that metadata that gets pulled in, pulled in as media. Um, that is not subject to all of the crackdown in terms of you can't tweet the exact same stuff over and over and over again. You could, like you said, you can leave all that metadata, the call to action, yep. the, the summary, all that, the title, the bolded title, all that. You yep. can leave it all in place, right? So you leave it all in place. Here's what I do. I leave it all in place. You can give it a title and everything. And then every time I can go back to it and I can have the tweet say, anything I want. And so I can just change it out every time. And you can even schedule it as well. There is a scheduler tool attached to this. So I would definitely recommend checking it out. It's a great feature. If, if you're not using Twitter that much, you will fall in love with this and you'll be using Twitter more because it makes it so easy. And who doesn't want to have the ability to have a call to action on a photo or a video? Yeah. That's awesome, Adeline. Thank you for that. Sure. All right. Uh, so Let's jump off of Twitter and uh, Madeline, you get to share your thoughts on other platforms. What? Awesome. <laughs> so we've got some Instagram updates here. And this one's a, a little bit ironic because of what I just <laughs> mentioned, um, Instagram is now debuting the option to share Instagram posts to multiple accounts, which is the opposite of what Twitter just did. They got rid of being able to do that. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? I find it yeah. so interesting. Well, I went back in our notes of, of past shows, and it was actually a year ago, February uh, 2018, when Twitter cracked down on its automation and bot use. And so it wow. literally cracked down on posting the same tweet with the same information or substantially similar information to multiple accounts all at once. And you can't do that anywhere, right, uh, Eric? No, like, no, yeah, you can't. You can't check. Right? Like you, you, all the tools. Like they killed it in all the tools. They forced all the tools to remove it um, oh, to comply. You could, you, you now can't go into a Twitter scheduling tool, type something in, and then check a bunch of different accounts and have it go out or scheduled. So, Madeline, this is can crazy. You walk us through what was the thinking behind that and what was the reason behind it. If you, um, 
I I don't know. Like I I I'm just not sure about this. You know, I, it's interesting. I, if I recall, I mean, it's been a year, but if I recall right, it had to do with bots. Like it had yeah. to do with getting certain tweets ranked higher because all these different people were tweeting the same thing. Retweet, and it was, yeah, yeah. yeah it was this basically spam farms and. Oh the, yeah, that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, they're, they're just trying to get rid of spam. You know, spam yeah. just had, mm-hmm. had been out of control and this really worked. I mean, that really has been alleviated. I'm sure y'all have noticed like it is not what it was. No. Now there, but, now there are still quote bots or bot like people that are real, but that's a whole other story. So this is completely different than scheduling. Like you can schedule tweets, and that's not the same thing as what was going on, which was that they were pushing hashtags and tweets mm-hmm. higher up and trending because they had all these bots. Like, and it was it was malicious. Yeah. Right? It was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. And and I had experience for a couple of years with my Twitter Smarter hashtag because they look for popular ranking hashtags. And so when my Twitter chat is is ranking. Uh, in the top 10 every week, they jump on that and they just put so much crap into the feed. And it's usually right. at the end of the chat because I think that's when it just, the, the hashtag is pushing higher and higher. And then mm-hmm. they just jump on it and you can tell us bots. So right. it's, it's gotten a lot better with that. Yeah. What's so, interesting about this change with Instagram is that Instagram has gotten so much flack for the last couple months, years for having all these fake followers, fake yes. comments, fake everything. And now they're kind of enabling like you can now send the same the exact same image, everything to multiple accounts. And in the uh, report about it, they're talking that you could like people will have their private accounts and then they'll have this account. So it was more personal, but I'm thinking about a brand doing this to multiple, you know, someone else doing this multiple to multiple accounts. So the same yeah. images or whatever. And in the, in the screenshot yeah. that they, they share that we've kind of got for reference that we've been looking at. I mean, it's got this, basically you put in your, you know, you, you create your image, you create your caption and then, you know, you can tag your people or whatever, but then you go down lower and it's got toggles for all the different accounts and we're not talking like send over to Facebook. We're talking send to also this Instagram account and also this one and also this one. And I'm just like, I don't know that this is a good thing. I kind of think this is maybe a potential step backwards for Instagram in terms mm-hmm. of spamminess. Yeah, so, that's what I think. I'm, I'm not going to, in other words, I'm not going to follow, you know, if, if there were, if there was reasons to follow like five different accounts from somebody fine. But if they all of a sudden all push the same image out, you better believe I'm unfollowing four of them, maybe five of them. (laughs) Me too. Absolutely. So this is feature or tool, whatever it's rolling out to iOS right now. And there's no word from Instagram on when it'll be available for Android. And it's just feed posts for now. So they haven't included stories. So you, you can't, share this. You can share your story to multiple places, but you can't share it to multiple accounts. And it's still strictly limited to the accounts that you yourself manage. So you still can't regram yourself yes. or regram someone else. So it is just, but again, if you own five accounts, which you totally can, or you manage them, you're sending the same stuff to the same place. It's, it just feels like we've already done this <laughs> and it didn't work. So. Yeah. I, I can see where as a marketer with brands and different accounts that are, have different audiences that yes, this would make sense. Um, I, I think we have to be careful though. That that's, I guess where I'm coming from. What's the potential for abuse? 
I anticipate the abuse is what I'm saying. (laughs) I only see the negative. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So, all right. So there's other Instagram news here. So Instagram is updating their API to include video scheduling. Last month, they updated it to allow direct video scheduling through third-party social media management tools. We've seen some of those tools announce that they have this. This is pretty interesting uh, to be able to, to schedule this. I mean, I don't know. I don't, we, we don't do a lot of, well, we actually, I think we might end up using this. I don't know. I, I actually haven't talked to, to Jeff about this because we typically just, we manually post the stuff. We just, we kind of like to handcraft it and then post it out there. So what I love about this is in the announcement from it, they talked about the workarounds people did, like people had set an alarm to like, like share it, share the videos. And I'm just like, <laughs> thanks, you know? So uh, no, this is definitely useful. This is definitely useful. So if you are using a third-party uh, social media tool to post your videos to Instagram or an alarm, then <laughs> this feature will be rolling out to you soon if it hasn't already. So Now we've got to make mention that, again, like photo scheduling, only Instagram business profiles have access to right. the direct video scheduling uh, through those third-party social media apps. So yes. be aware. Yes. Uh, let's see what else is next. So that's Instagram, YouTube. So this is again. Now here, here we go. We're tying back into um, Twitter here. So YouTube is removing the option to share on-platform activity to Twitter. How many times, Madeline, have Yay. you seen somebody Yay. say? <laughs> you've seen a tweet. It's like I just liked this video on on Instagram or not Instagram on YouTube. I hate it. I and then hate, a link. It's so dumb. lazy. Oh. It's dumb. It's like, we don't care that you just uploaded. We don't care that you just watched. We don't care you just favorited these videos. I mean, this is a, I'm surprised that, that that was even still available. But this will be nice that that will no longer be an option. We won't see that. It is lazy marketing. And things like that need to stop. You know, uh, you know when you're posting on Twitter is different from what you're doing on YouTube. It's different from what you're doing on Facebook and and Instagram. So I'm glad that they're going to stop this. Take care with when you post on social because it's hard enough as it is with all these algorithms. Why would you shoot out little signals to people that are following you as to why they should not care about what you're doing? You heard it here first. Only you can tweet responsibly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, rant, rant over rant over so uh this this change is happening on uh, january 31st so we've got so if you're gonna do it take about another week or two and then you can be done get it all that. out there get, get out it of your out, system get, a, get all this <laughs> yes so uh and then in other news uh facebook business is releasing a new podcast on entrepreneurship this is a, a cool little thing uh this has been getting a lot of kick up um in the podcast world not just the social media world it's pretty interesting um madeline have you seen this i heard about it i haven't listened to it yet but it seems like everybody is doing a podcast and i think that's great you know 2019 i think is going to be the year every big brand has one it's like becoming a part of your marketing and i think that's great yeah uh i i you know i don't know that i care about a facebook podcast especially since it's not necessarily about facebook it's them doing uh again the the premise here they call the podcast is called three and a half degrees so they're they're cutting almost in half the kevin bacon and and i'm really mad about them cutting my bacon in half but (laughs) (laughs) sorry i had to do that um it's talking about entrepreneurship from a perspective 
of uh, from Facebook. It's hosted by a VP at Facebook. And I'm just like, yeah, that's cool and all. Uh, Again, what's his name? Who does um, who's the LinkedIn guy? I, I, I actually even. Yeah, he has a good him. podcast. His is yeah, good. He's got, yeah, it's really so, good. Really good. Uh, so I don't want to so knock it. Just be good. Of that, it might yeah, be good. It might yeah. be. It might be. I just yeah. haven't checked it out yet. Yeah, a lot of these guys, uh, a lot of these, you know, founders, like the guy from Reddit, had a podcast that that launched a few months ago, and it was really, really good. It was a great one about entrepreneurship, and he went around the country and talked to different business people, and you got this really great perspective. So you're getting a lot of these guys in power; they they have access to people. I mean, look at look at the people that Lewis Howes interviews now, you know, he, he has really built himself up as a major podcaster. So I think it's great that a lot of these companies are jumping on board and they want to do something a little different. You know, I, I'm not surprised that Facebook wants to do a podcast, not about Facebook, but about entrepreneurship. And that's yeah. something I kind of would expect from them. So I'm really glad that they're doing this. So we'll see if it's good. It's actually a little bit of a PR move now that I think about it. It's like, yeah. hey, let's let's not talk Facebook. Let's talk. Let's talk about other things that help you out and deliver value, uh, and then you can feel better about us as Facebook, right? Right. <laughs> Uh, so f- speaking of Facebook, so that we've got one more piece of news here. Uh, Facebook is testing out new Facebook event stickers for stories. Again, another thing that I hope shows up. We hope everything shows up before social media marketing world, right? Every time a new thing right. comes out, I was like, yep. Ooh, I hope that's here before then. Um, Grace, d- dig a little bit deeper in here. Like, how is this going to work with events? Is it tied into event pages? Obviously, event stickers on stories. I'm hoping right. for really cool social media examiner stickers? <laughs> well, it, it will work like any other sticker in the story. So it'll be, um, gosh, I can't think of the word, but anyway, so you, you pick the sticker and like it'll embedded. say, hey, I'm go- yes, like embedded. Yes. And I, um, so it'll say like, I'm going to social media marketing world. And then you post your, you, you know, you share a story and then someone else can click on that sticker and it'll take them to a page where they, or it'll ask them within the story, can do you, are you interested? Are you going? And so once your friend clicks interested, then it'll prompt you to start a conversation with each other to start planning. So it's again, you know, it's an ability to cross promote events. It's also a good way for users to gather around in person events and meeting up and forming that connectivity. And this uh, is a test right now, so it's not officially rolled out. They're testing it in the U.S., Mexico, and Brazil. Uh, it'll show up as a share share to your story button. Oh, I'm sorry. If you go to an events page on Facebook, there will the, there will be a share to your story button, and from there you can create a story around uh, the event or that you're going to the event, and then from there people can interact with you uh, and start chats. So it's kind of bringing all the features together, right? So events yeah. on Facebook stories, which they are trying to get more people to engage with their stories product, and then also ties into Messenger. And then their bigger goal of connecting people. I didn't see this on the event for Social Media Marketing World 2019 yet, but I'm going to keep my eyes on it. And as soon as it shows up there, uh, you better believe I'll be letting people know that it's out there, that they can use that sticker. So with your stories, Eric, your stories. <laughs> with, with my many Facebook stories, yes. <laughs> many Facebook now, stories. If you can't tell, that's sarcastic. But, uh, <laughs> you know, there's a use for it. There is. That's yeah. our news, guys. Like, that's the show. 
Madeline, thank you so much for being here. I'd love to uh, have you share a couple little places, like maybe where, where where's the most places? Where's the most places? Madeline, where we can do we have find fun, you? don't we? Where can you find me? Okay. Um, the best place is Twitter because that is my favorite place of all. So you can always send me a tweet at Madeline Sklar. Since my name is unusual, you can find me everywhere with that name. And also MadelineSklar.com is another place where you can learn more about me and get information. I will be speaking at Social Media Marketing World, my fourth year in a row. I'm so excited. I'll be talking about Twitter video. It's going to be really good. Awesome. That's very cool. Uh, Madeline, thanks for being here. Uh, I want to remind everybody that you can find every link to everything we talked about in this episode on our recap, our show notes for this uh, show. Go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash news. Every Saturday, a new article posts. That's also where you can share out the replays for this if you want to watch it again or listen to it again. Let people know, please, that we have a podcast, that we have this live show. Um, I want to say thank you to Jeff C. for handling the simulcasts. I want to say thank you to Grace Duffy for producing the show and co-hosting the show. And then I'll be quiet here and let Grace talk. <laughs> thank you, Eric, for being an excellent host. And thank you again, Madeline, for joining us as our guest co-host today. And we're so excited to hear from you and to hear more about Twitter. And I just, I learned so much whenever you're on this show and I get excited about Twitter oh, all over you. again. I really thank do. You. I'm, I'm so glad. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, Twitter is just kind of the things where you're like, oh, you know, but then like you come on the show and I'm like, well, you can do so much with it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So thank yep. you for bringing I that. Keep a finger on the pulse of what's going on with Twitter. So yeah. Yeah, I'll keep my fingers crossed that you get in the beta program. Oh my gosh, I'll be so excited. I'm going to try. We'll see. Well, me and my sad oh. Android will just be at the back of the line where I belong, apparently. Oh. Hashtag sad Android. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> look, uh, you know, find out what other hashtags we make up along the way throughout <laughs> the show. In next week's show, join us next Friday, January twenty fifth. 2019, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can get this on your calendar by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. And with that, I'll say, guys, have a great weekend, and we will see you next episode. And uh, bye-bye. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye, everybody. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering, how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI Explored podcast, a new show from Social Media Examiner, hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored podcast.